I say so warming up. It's on audio. Let's go. Okay. Alright. I think I'm ready. Go for it. On this episode of The Sports Needle, we cover the Sounders being kicked out of the tournament once again. Kyle Lewis pops off with the Mariners. And the Seattle Steelhawks do not prosecute Quinton Dunbar, as well as the Pac-12 unity movement and athletes' fair compensation. Do they deserve to be paid? All in another podcast. Real quick monologue. First, as Amos spoke, the Seahawks weren't prosecuting Dunbar. Prosecution people were, but that's dropped. Not much else to say here, except we've been really working hard to put out content got some skits coming your way soon and uh so you're definitely going to want to make sure you're following our socials at the sports needle on insta the sports needle and we are at sports needle on twitter and facebook we're going to have a youtube coming up twitch in the works you'll be able to see me uh doing some poker live streams i guess isaiah playing csgo or something and uh drew d biggie the man who's always missing man he's going to be back running the twitch with his csgo because um he's kind of a pro or something i'm not sure and uh yeah, basically, we just want to say thank you for the support. We wouldn't be able to keep doing this without you and your support, so it means the world to us. If you enjoyed our pod so far, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher Podchaser, and um, yeah, that's everything. Anyways, enjoy uh, episode uh, 7. We're back from the midseason break. Episode 7 starts now. You should do a podcast about the podcast, right? And you use it to pay for your college tuition, and then you start a podcast network, and you do 10 podcasts every day about the Sonics. I wanted to uh, beat the world with tennis, and I did. We, we all want the same goal. We want to go win that world championship. This is the Sports Needle. Let's go, all right, everybody, welcome to episode seven. We're back from the midseason break, and um, we're starting out with a bang. We're bringing out the big guns with uh, our special guest, Grant Harris, here today. How are you hey, doing, man? What's going on? This dude. I'm doing great. We got to give a rundown of your uh, sports success here. Oh, in gosh, the fall man. last year, right, you came in for our Mountain yeah. View. You pop off for tennis. You had a little hiccup against Kent Lake, but other than that, basically oh, undefeated. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, for sure. Hey, wait, what was the score of our match, Connor? Uh, Why don't you tell everyone on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Exposed? Why don't you enlighten, enlighten everybody, everyone listening? I, I can't keep track of all my wins, uh, man. I can't keep track of them. Oh, you, you can't? They're, they're I can. <laughs> I can, for sure. You want to you wanna tell the score? It's cool. We'll cut it out. Uh, no, nah, we'll cut out the score. It's okay. I don't want to embarrasses him on her right, own talk show. Tell me after we're done recording. No animosity yeah, here. No, I will. I will. No, it's all love. Yeah, all love. We support everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then he went out there on the swim grind and swam and stuff, right? Yes, sir. Do you make I state on that? I was a, I was technically an alternate to one of the state relays. So he made so state if, in tennis, then he's an yeah. alternate in swim. Yeah, so if four people got hurt on our swim relay, I was in. That was me. And we were going to make sure that happened, so you yep. were going to be in. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Kneecaps. Yeah. You had to. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah, that's your job. Um, and then baseball season comes along, right? And uh, Yes, sir. You're basically in state, if not for this uh, this this thing. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. We were there. So, basically, what we're saying here is we got a three-time professional athlete on here on the show yes, for the game basically. show. Yes, basically. Um, yes. Oh, he also committed to Gonzaga for basketball. I did. Yeah. Yep. This is legit. Check it out. Um, Check let's get this out. rolling. So, we're going to start with the Sounders here. Sounders lost to the um, LAFC without Carlos Vela, the MVP. They lost, uh, I think it was 3-1. to one. It's pretty depressing. They were getting destroyed the whole match until the end. They had a couple good chances at the end, and they screwed it up. So not much to say there, except it was pretty bad. Uh, you catch any of that, Grant? I don't know. Uh, fortunately, I did not. I didn't have time. I didn't have service over the weekend. I was up camping. So next time, though, for sure. Next time. Next time. Check we'll see. Out. Uh, soccer's gonna be coming. Actually, back. I don't want to lie. I don't want to <laughs> lie on your show. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> Are you in bandwagon once they make it to the cup? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I've been watching all my life. <laughs> yep, that's so. me too, man. I was watching all my life, especially not my first soccer match when they made it to the cup and won. Yes, sir. Um, but otherwise, on soccer, they're gonna be coming back later in the month. Just playing out the regular season, so they're having the Timbers versus Orlando for the championship for this back to MLS tournament. Um, I stand by my opinion that we stated earlier when this thing came out that the back to MLS tournament is a terrible name, and um, not really sure about the tournament itself. Like, why are you gonna have a midseason tournament? But hey, maybe that's just soccer things, you know. Moving on, we got ba- baseball. Isaiah, you're an expert on this stuff, right? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, you're supposed to be following, man. We talked about this last week. We did? Yeah, with Aaron. Oh, Ooh. oh you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Are they playing to, right now? We had to say that in front of you, Grant, but... um. No, wait, aren't they playing right now? Oh, shoot, they are. Let's check that right now. Connor cancels podcast. We'll, we'll switch to the live feed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Mariners are killing it, nine to two versus the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Kyle Justin Lewis. Kyle Lewis crazy. is a stud. Oh my gosh, man! Yes, three sir. RBI, three hits. He three for three with two runs. Lock this guy in for the Hall of Fame. His rookie card is going to be worth two million by the time he's said and done with all this stuff. Um, like right before we started this podcast, I had this guy arguing with me on Insta saying, "Yo, the Mariners suck," and I was like, "Yeah, they do." But... <laughs> They're going to make the playoffs anyways. <laughs> hey, three, give it two, three years. I said three, four years. You yeah, never said that two or three years ago. <laughs> hey, oh. What I'm saying is, right now, right, top two teams make it. Athletics are top in the division. And then yeah. we're like half a game back of all the other teams. So why not be the under 500 team that makes the playoffs? <laughs> oh, no, I think as long as the Angels got Mike Trout, we got to get him hurt. <laughs> hey, they're Break in last place. With the baseball. Set a hit out for Mike Trout. No, no, we're don't, trying to get Mike Trout on the on that. No, 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 Grant. We, yeah, don't quote me on playing. that. We're I'm playing. sorry, Mike Trout. We'll see what he has to say. Yeah, cool. We're trying to get him on the pod. It might happen, actually. Yeah. We got some connections here. Ignore yep. Grant. We don't sponsor him. Uh, we're banning yep. him from the podcast after this episode. Yep. <laughs> I'm not here. I was never here. All right, next topic of discussion, big news here with Quentin Dunbar, Seahawks cornerback. It's supposed to be a big addition because um, 
what was it? Trey Flowers kind of got eaten alive against Green Bay in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he's not being prosecuted anymore. They're like, yo, we're not, we're not pressing charges. Yes, so that's sir. pretty tight. Um, so what did he get prosecuted for? Hey, Grant, you want to tell the story? No, I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We, we pick our guests good, man. Um, so Quinn Dunbar, <laughs> like we said previously, Grant said he's a fan of the podcast, but you didn't hear this. Come on. Colin Cap. Um, Wait a minute. Is this the one where I said I like this dude and y'all baited me with No, 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 no. That was another dude. <laughs> Um, this is the dude who's a Seahawk, right? And um, he and his guy were down in like Miami or something, or North Carolina, and they were playing poker, and they lost. And then the next day they came back and were like, yo, we're mugging you for all your cash and stuff. And um, then they got caught. And then they paid the witnesses to say that they didn't do it for 50K, and then the witnesses said they got paid. Oh, so it's kind of like um, who's that one actor that like paid the people to beat him up? Oh, Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We love a good convict on our team. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not though because they they're great. dropping charges, man. So it's all. Oh, good. so he's not. Ah, even better. But they're saying he's he he probably snitched on his boys to get it off. Oh. I don't know if I can support that, man. Yeah. That's unfortunate. We'll let his play do the talk this season. Um, otherwise, in Seahawks news, Javadavion Clowney is um, supposedly not going to be pursued by the Seahawks anymore. They're probably going after Everson Griffin, Clay Matthews, or uh, Damian oh. Snacks Lewis. Any opinions on that? What a cool nickname. Urban I got an Snacks. opinion on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I don't. I'm not a big Jadavian Clowney fan. He's he's good for maybe two games out of the season. The other fourteen, like nothing, nothing out of him. I feel like Everson Griffin. Oh, Everson Griffin would be an amazing addition to our already dominant defense. Jeez, that would be crazy. I think I think we got a Super Bowl here. I I'll say it right now. I'm calling it Super Bowl. You gained the Seahawks. tat. You gained the tat like the Eagles dude did. Uh, yeah, yes, right on my forehead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Please, man. dude, send me a picture when you do. I will. It's gonna be huge. Um, we'll put that on our merch. We'll cancel our merch line and just have Grant yeah. being on it. But we're gonna like yep. bla- uh, we're gonna blur out his face because he's banned from the podcast. But we'll keep yeah, the tattoo. yeah, just the tattoo is good. All right, next topic: Pac-12 Unity Movement. Isaiah, I know you wanted to talk about this earlier. Yeah, so I'm looking at the statistic you said here, right? And it says average player makes college 220000 a year. Yeah. So each so, football player, this is according to the Seattle Times right here, quoting them. They said that each football player on average will make the college they play for $220K a year in revenue. Holy crap. And so is that including like second, third strings too? Or are they just talking about mainline? Uh, the Seattle Times didn't say that, so you can email them about so, that. Huh. So let's assume it's just the first strings, right? Sure. And every single player, because I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure it's an average. I'm sure, like, a quarterback makes them more than, like, alignment. Sure. Mm-hmm. How many How many players are 12, 11 on the field? 11. But then you got defense and offense, so 22. 
we'll count special teams like what 30 holy shit dude yeah so let's say it's 30 because i i don't know how many people are on the field and how what the what their statistic is from what is that someone someone got a calculator grant you good at mental math because i'm not nope (laughs) grant you're the guest man so you brought me on the sport you brought me on here for sports not for mental math no but you gotta give a number like we don't care if it's right right. just throw something all right all right hit me with the math 30 times i see you actually doing it bro Twenty thousand. So they make off their football team each year six point six million dollars. Assuming that, I'm pretty um, sure it's more than that. Actually, sh- oh, I'm sure. Because I'm pretty sure the number was half a billion. Holy shit! Each like, yeah, and this is probably, for all D one. That's crazy. And count, the thing yeah. is, is what their tuition for each student costs like what probably thirty thousand, if that, to cover them. Yeah, well, most of them stay yeah. out of state. So, like, the amount of money that these students are losing out on, especially when you consider the fact that their master's isn't covered by, like, their scholarship for sports is only their bachelor's, that's kind of ridiculous. I, I This is why I agree and support the whole Pac-12 movement that's going on right now, the unity movement, because I think it's unfair to these players that are making these schools so much money that, like, they kind of get the short end of the stick uh, especially those that don't go NFL. Like, yeah, you could argue and say, well, if they go NFL, then the college gave them that. And obviously, NFL pays a lot more. But, like, those, a lot of them don't. They just play for college, and then they're like, all right, I'm done. Like, those guys kind of get short-staffed. For sure. And if they're, like, in concussions and stuff for the team, they're playing injured, you know? Yeah. Um. Hey, Grant, you know what the Pac-12 unity movement is? Yeah. Right. I've heard of it. Cool, cool, cool. For our listeners For who don't, co- yeah. we'll fill you in real quick. That um, It's this movement that came out the week or two ago by the Pac-12 athletes. A couple athletes, um, a lot of athletes have supported it and reposted on Insta and stuff. Um, they basically have a list of demands for the athletes. It's in uh, response to COVID and the recent like protests and all that stuff. Um, basically, they want 50% of the revenue. They want six years of insurance after they graduate. They want their master's covered. And they want 2% to go to a diversity fund. And I think there's something else, but that sums it up, basically. And uh, so how – do you know how they're going to calculate, like, how much each player makes? Or are they just – or is the whole thing just arguing for sponsorships? Like, if Nike wants to sponsor some college quarterback that's doing really well. Is that what they're arguing for? Are they arguing for the colleges to pay them, I guess, 220000 assuming that's, like, the normal cut or something along the lines of? They're saying, like, the revenue that the college makes, 50% of it should be divided, I think, equally per player. Okay. And um, because each player, the estimate is an average since each player isn't actually on a contract, you know, so they don't have an actual yeah. figure attached to them. Um, the big thing here that people are refuting this movement with is that the 50% thing is never going to happen because that the fact that all college sports other than football and men's basketball lose money. Like every single sport mm-hmm. is losing the college money, which most of this if money from football. If they split 50-50, all these sports are going to get cut. And one of their demands is that no sports get cut, you know, so. Yeah. 
and that was that's what makes it hairy. So they might have to budge on the figures, like more like thirty yep. percent or something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, little teaser for next episode. We got um Mr. Cassidy Woods from Wazoo who recently opted out, who's going to come way in on the um, Pac-12 Unity movement and um, tell his story about that. So stay tuned for that. Gotcha. But um, in the meantime, we'll get G-Man Grant Harris's opinion on all this. Yes, sir. Well, uh, I think I think they're still asking for too much, you know. But I do I do like what they're doing. But, yeah, just like you guys said, it's it's still in the works, you know. It's probably not the exact what they're going to do for sure. But, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll see. You think, you think they should get 50% or you think they should get any percentage of the money or just like get sponsorship? Uh, I do. Well, I think not, maybe 50% might be too much if, if they're getting sponsorships, but still, yeah. I think bit. they should at least allow sponsorships. Yeah. Cause I know Congress and stuff's working towards that in the next two or three years. So we'll see. Yeah. Yep. All right, moving on from that, uh, big news of the day is that the MAC and the um, some other small conference canceled football officially. The Big Ten is essentially going to cancel. Pac-12 is supposed to follow suit. They're voting tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, we'll be dropping this episode on Wednesday, actually, or Thursday, so you'll be hearing this late. But um, College football looks like it's going to be canceled. There's a big movement by players actually trying to make it happen because, like, Joe Burrow, um, you know, Heisman Trophy winner, number one draft pick in the NFL to the Bengals, he was saying, right, if this happened to him last year, he wouldn't be an NFL player because he was looking at being a fourth-round draft pick, right? He'd probably skip it and look for a job. So this Mm -hmm. impacts the athletes greatly if there's no season, right? So they're trying to push for it, but you know, safety concerns at the same time, like they're saying at the Pac-12 Unity movement, they want to be compensate, compensated fairly. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But, you know, college football is uh, kind of unfortunate. Yeah. You're right, that totally impacts all the players' hopes and dreams. I know there's probably thousands of players out there right now that are still just looking for an opportunity and this was like their one opportunity to you know show what they got their last last year or something you know yeah so i I mean mean, that's tough even if they say they give the seniors eligibility though right how does that affect the freshmen coming in or the walk-ons right exactly like grant here is going to try out for the team yeah i know i was gonna you know walk on at alabama for football i thought you were going for curling man Curling, that was my second option if I got cut from the football team. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, with that said, we're gonna wrap this segment up. Uh, I gotta be like a D one subway set maker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Grant, you want to say anything else before we transition? No, I'm all good here. All right, all right. So, uh, coming up, we have our interview with Mr. Uh, Michael Angelides. My uh, calculus teacher from last uh, junior year and um, a former Greek national basketball player and um, Chicago or Loyola Chicago assistant coach and um, Kent Wood coach who took them to the state title and all that good stuff. So stay tuned. All right, everybody. So um, first, I want to introduce our uh, co-interviewer for the first time. We got Noah Wrighton on here, our graphic designer, um, finally done with the milk grind. 
Noah, you want to say anything? We're finally done. Yep. <laughs> okay, um, but, um, it's good to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so for our guest today, we got uh, Mr. Michael Angelides joining us from uh, Issaquah, Washington. And uh, how are you doing, Mr. A? Um, great. Thank you for having me, guys. It's, it's great being here. And just to give you some background about Mr. A, uh, first of all, he's um, our former calculus teacher from junior year. And uh, shout out for him to uh, helping us pass uh, Calc and um, get some college credits out of the way for next year. <laughs> but um, more importantly, we want to talk about his uh, mysterious past here in this episode of um, being a former Greek basketball player and then coming over to America and uh, coaching at some college and then moving over to Kentwood, getting that state ring. And uh, we just want to dive into all of that. So um, let's start off. Take it back to the beginning. Um, when you were, you grew up in Greece, right? That is correct. And uh, born and raised. What uh, what area of Greece was that? Uh, in the north part of Greece, Thessaloniki. That's the uh, the second biggest city in Greece, behind Athens, and uh, the capital of the north, as I say. You know, we are the north. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So were you a basketball fan growing up? Or? See, you caught on that. I was wondering to see. No, I, I'm a, I'm a oh, 76ers fan. Yes, my dad fan. was a... Okay. So that hurt I, from I'm, last year. I'm, Raptors is not my team, but I, I thought it was always fun to say we're the North. Yeah. Um, yeah, my dad was a basketball a former <laughs> basketball player and then a basketball coach. So uh, uh, basketball was in the, in the family. Uh, I was... Uh, uh, I was in a basketball court uh, ever since I remember uh, following him when he would go to his practices even when I was young and then when I started playing. So, uh, yeah, we had a lot of basketball pedigree in the family and uh, it was almost like, uh, uh, and I think to some extent it was expected. Uh, It was never spoken out, I think, if I... And uh, especially when I was younger, said, I don't want to do that. I think you would have, you know, disappointed the family. Oh, so it was kind of um, like I expected of you almost to play basketball. It was kind of expected, but I I wanted to. You know, I always wanted to. uh, uh, Since I remember, you know, I. I remember playing basketball. I mean, that was, uh, and it was a part of, uh, uh, you know, something that I enjoyed. I played, uh, I played a little bit of soccer, uh, football for us, soccer in the states. Uh, oh, nice. Growing up, but uh, in my early teens, in my early teens, I decided to uh, just uh, focus on basketball and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. So, did you? Did go pro? Nice. And you... Or was it just a kind of... Um... Go ahead, guys. Okay. So did you officially go pro? Was there a... Like, I know for tennis, they declare they're going pro normally at around 12, 13. What, what was that process for you like? What did it... Well, when I was there, and, and to be honest with you, it, the process has changed now. It's more of a... In, in the... In, pace, if you will, the way you understand professional sports here with the uh, contracts and, and so on. But um, growing up, uh, uh, when I was uh, 
in my early uh, mid-teens, if you will, uh, what you did is when you started playing, you you were uh, uh, signed by a club, and that was your club, that was your team. And at that time, uh, you could only leave the club uh, if they released you. There was not uh, the notion of, of while we were getting paid, there was not the idea of uh, He's in a, he has a contract, and the, when the contract expires, uh, he can go. Uh, we were almost bound to life to that club unless, by mutual agreement, the club decided to release us. So they would bring us up. They, they would bring you up from the youth. I started playing uh, for them at 12. That's the earliest you could play at that time in Greece. And... Um, uh, I was playing in the what would be here the minor leagues or the youth teams, and uh, I, you know, they kept working with me and they helped me develop. And uh, uh, when I was in my late 15s, towards you know 15 plus, that was the first time I was asked to play for the uh, the top team uh, as a sub. I wasn't, you know, but uh, I made. The, the top team when I was about uh, late 15s, almost 16 years old, and then uh, played for them for a few years. At the age of 15 I, or 16, uh, moved to a different club. Yeah, 16, I started playing, and then I played with them until I was 19, and then I went and played uh, for another club that uh, in the town where I went to college, and then I went back. Uh, mm and played in 83 and 84 for uh, my original club, which is the, you know, the club I support uh, even now. And uh, then uh, the last two years I, I played basketball in Greece. I played in Athens. I got traded. Uh, it was for me kind of towards the end of my playing days. And uh, it was a good financial situation. And uh, I took it and then... Uh, after that, uh, once those two years finished, that's when I moved to uh, to the United States. Real quick interruption here on the interview. Uh, because of his lengthy background story, we're going to have to cut ahead and um, to his thoughts on player and coach philosophy. Really interesting that you'll hear shortly as soon as I finish this. But don't worry. Um, after this episode, the missing chunk of the interview will be released as an episode 7.5. And there's a lot that he covers. Like he shares more in depth about how his two national championships, how that went down while he's playing Greece, how the uh, fan environment was often intense, including people throwing coins at players. Like, man, can you imagine that? That would not go in the NBA, you know? And um, how he met Coach K of Duke, legendary Coach K, while working for the national team of Greece. And um, Coach K hooked him up with a job at Loyola Chicago that he ended up having. And then uh, he's going to talk about how he ended up in the Pacific Northwest and the story of how he took Kentwood High School uh, out here in Covington to the state championship and won a title. And then his current endeavors, of course, with uh, the global basketball club that he founded. A lot of ground to cover, definitely a must-listen. And I uh, encourage you to give that a listen after this episode. With that said, back to the rest of the interview included here and the end of this episode. Okay, so um, basically I want to quickly circle back to a couple of things. Yes. We are, we're a little over time, but... Um, it's okay. So, when you were playing as a player, 
was your what was your main philosophy on sports? Was that to were you focused on winning? Were you focused on improving or being the best teammate? Winning. I mean, winning. really was in my in my younger uh, years. It was all about winning. It was yeah, we need to be, but uh, the the end justify the the end justifies the means. You know, it was all about winning and uh, how we're gonna do that. And did you enjoy it? Was it more that you enjoyed winning or did you really not enjoy losing? If you get that. Uh, that is just, a, that's a, always a very interesting question. I think I, for me, it was always, uh, you know, I, this is a, a very good question, uh, really, is, and one that we kind of uh, always talk about, uh, that the highs have to be as high as the lows are low, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I enjoyed winning a lot, but I also uh, hated losing, disliked it. So uh, I was, uh, uh, I, I've, I've got a much better balance in my later years, uh, although still losing bugs me a lot. <laughs> so what did you, do you, when, when you lost, was there anything that you would do to try and, um, like shake the loss for the next game or well it, it, it depended right you know a lot of those are situational uh, do we play well and lose i mean there's there's always good in a loss and there's always bad in a win you know you there's always things you can do better when you win and there's always things that you did well when you lost and uh, um, it, it's not uh, and all uh, so it was a matter, did we play well, you know, and, and for me, it was always about, did we play well? If we played well, I would be a lot uh, less critical than mm-hmm. if I thought it was a situation where we kind of let ourselves down. Yeah. Um, and, and it also depends, do you have a game the next day? Well, if you have a game the next day, you can't dwell on the, on the, the game last night. You got to move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's over and done with. You got to get ready for the next one. So, yeah, a lot of it depended on the situation, but you always try to get something positive out of a loss. And you also also always want to point something that you can do better uh, after a win. Mm -hmm. And then you, like a lot of times in the media today with players or you see that they are talking about taking things personally like it for the mj documentary i don't know if you saw that sure but um the i think one of the most famously quoted moments now is when he was playing with the guy in the gym and the guy said nice game mike and he took that personally or um like this last week when damian lillard was talking with uh, paul george and those guys and then he went out and scored three 60-point right. games in a row. Did you have that kind of similar mentality, or was that just something that didn't exist well, at that you time? Always, you know, you always wanted to, to do the best you can. I mean, and, you know, I, I was in Chicago during those years, the, the Jordan years, and I, I experienced this firsthand. I mean, all the drama and all the highs. And, and uh, you know, this is also a, a matter of, of society, right? And, and what society you... you uh, states are more of an individualistic society. 
You know, I mean, not in a bad way. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that in a critical way, but in the stages, you can do it uh, if you believe in it. You know, we're growing up in Greece, we're more of a, a community uh, kind of, uh, you know, like we would hang out with guys of the other teams all the time after the games. You know, uh-huh. in the game, we would like to, but off the court, I had friends from other teams. We would go out, we would, you know, uh, socialize and things like that. So it was a little, a little less pointed, if you will. But you, you still want to will. You still want to do well, and and you do as a player. You know, you uh, if if you're saying uh, taking it personal, uh, you mean, uh, well, could I have done something to help the team win? Uh, could I have done things better? I, I think you you always have to think of that as a player. Every time you you walk mm. off the court, uh, you need to to say to yourself, "Well, did I do everything I could have done to help the team?" And then, as a result, also, did we as a team do the best we could have done to win the game? And then, as a coach, yeah. when you transition to that, right, the mentality changes because you're thinking about all the guys. So, how did you feel that mentality, or how did you kind of? Go through that process, I guess. Well, we, we never, you know, that's that's so different nowadays. We we would never publish individual stats. Oh. You know, right now you would have, we would only present our players with um, uh, team stats. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. how we shot as a team. This is how many fouls we got. This is how many times we fouled. Turnovers, yeah. this and that. So now you got all these, these websites and, and, and you have uh, a lot of parents and that's why it depends what situation you're in that they want to know their stats. Mm. And that think- adds to the, the stress, right? Because kids mm. won the points or, well, I had the most rebounds. I, I, I did this, I did that. Uh, as a coach, I never approached it like that. Kids know like if you're a member of a team, kids know who the best players are. Yeah. Kids know who the best scorers are. They know that. You don't need to point that out to them. But mm-hmm. Once in a while, you might, if you have a kid that feels they're a little better than they are, you may have to, to take them on the side and say, hey, here, let, let's talk, here's some numbers. But, you know, I always thought that the most important thing is uh, how did we perform as a team? Somebody has to score. Somebody has to rebound. Somebody has to make passes. Somebody has to defend. But how do we do collectively? So we would always post. We would have team goals. And then we would post the team performance and compare it to the goals we had. And we would say, well, out of 10, 11 goals we have every game, this game we met seven of them. This game we met eight of them. And, And... kids would focus on that. If I were coaching high school now, I'm not so sure I could get away with that, not, not posting individual stats. Yeah. I probably would have about 10 parents taking stats <laughs> anyway in, in, wow. the, in the stands, you know. But I, I, in all my high school years, we never posted uh, individual stats until the end of the year. Yeah. So do you think um, – do you think – posting individual stats do you think that uh, helps or hurts the team as a whole well i think it's i i think it depends 
uh, mm-hmm. uh, how they it, it, it's all about the, the culture and, and, and the the environment you have created right so uh, if if they're gonna use the stats to antagonize each other if, if they're gonna use the stats to make a point towards each other um, and not let us do that because that's our yeah. job. Our job is to look at the game, look at the film, look at the stats, look at everything, and and try to come to some some plan and some you know uh, conversations with them. Now, if they're gonna say that and say, well, so and so took three shots and only made one, I took five shots and made three, so I should be taking his shots, or you know. So you can use the stats as a positive, but you mm-hmm. can also use them as a negative. And, and that's why for me, using team stats only was more important because he was talking mm-hmm. about us as a group yeah. Yeah. and not about their one individual. Kids know. If, if we had, let's say, eight turnovers in a game and one kid had four, do I really need to point it out? The kids, yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys played. You, you know who the good tennis players on your team were. You know who was the best player. You know what, who did what. I mean, kid, kids are a lot. We don't give them at times enough credit. They, they know. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't need to rub it in. You, you don't need to, to rub the face in and say, well, you look at you. You, you turn the ball over. I mean, if you're going to do that, you do that privately. You bring your kid in and say, all right, this is where we are, big guy. Let's yeah. see how we can help you. So did you ever, uh, if you had problems, uh, major problems, I guess, with turnovers or just um, a player not doing what he was supposed to be doing, do you ever talk to him in front of the team or that's a big no-no? Uh, there have been times that we talked in front of the team and we would talk, hey, we're turning the ball over or we, you know, if we're watching film and, and kids see the kid turn the ball over, then we would just try to put it in context. I would say, okay, why are you turning the ball here? It, it was more of a teaching moment than a, 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 a punitive. It would be like, okay, this is why you're turning the ball over here. If you had done, maybe you do something different next time. But if, if it was at a point where we, we had a, a conflict and a kid wouldn't listen to all that. We would handle that in private. We would bring the kid in and, and uh, you know, with one of my assistants or whatever. And, and, um, or sometimes we would have two kids in and uh, because one kid would help the other one understand our perspective, you know. So it would be more in private than it would be in, in front of the whole team. Okay. Hmm. And did you ever find yourself varying your the approach you took explaining to kids depending on their personalities and um, how to get the best out of them did I do what did you vary it like some kids you have to take a harder oh line. yeah you have to you have to they're <laughs> no machines some some kids you gotta yeah not you know I'm, I'm as you probably know I'm a pretty loud outspoken you know <laughs> in your face kind of guy uh, and uh, a lot of t- kids can take that uh, I, I, I was always focused on building relations uh, with kids, so they knew that uh, when I lost it, there was a good reason why I lost it, and it wasn't mm-hmm. like uh, 
uh, daily occurrence and all that. But also there have been kids that I have really uh, stayed away from, from being in their face because uh, I knew they, they, would have, they would have really hard time uh, dealing with it. So, yeah, you, you have to learn. You have to understand your kids. You have to understand uh, what makes them tick. And, and, you know, you, you do need as a coach to have a philosophy and you do need to have an overall approach, but uh, you also need to be smart enough to adjust to, to the needs of your players. Yeah. It takes a lot of um, reading the, uh, the team then. Well, you have to, you know, we, you, you're in this together and, and mm -hmm. As much as you, you want them to understand you as a coach, uh, you need to be willing to understand them and you need to, to find ways to uh, connect to them and, uh, and make sure they're comfortable. And, uh, uh, more importantly, feel part of the process and, and, and uh, feel validated that, you know, a, uh, whether I play five minutes or I play 25 minutes a game, uh, I'm valued and I'm part of the team and my overall development matters. Would you say that's how you kind of ensure that you are building a quote-unquote winning culture? You're right, uh, Connor. That, that is exactly right. You, you have to have relationships with, with your players the same way you, you need to have relationships with your students. And yeah. so when you you come down on them at times because you have to, you know, uh, people make mistakes or people sometimes don't want to listen or they don't realize, you know, how they're laying themselves uh, down uh, and the group down as a result. Uh, then the relationships will help you through. You know, it can yeah. say, all right. Yeah, he's probably right. You know, we had all these other experiences together, and 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 you have to make even the the, the different thing on a basketball team is playing time. That's merit, right? Is but in terms of value, every kid has value, and a lot of times that's a big struggle to to convince kids that their value to a team is not proportional to their playing time. And a lot yeah. of times kids, kids have a hard time understanding that because they feel that because they don't play. It's important for kids to, the same way in a classroom, a kid that's getting a C needs to feel equally valued as a kid that's getting an A. You know, mm -hmm. their, their, their performance is measured by the grade, right? Mm -hmm. For right or for wrong. But their value is not their grade, you know? And, and that is a big distinction, and that is a big thing that uh, we need to communicate with young people because a lot of times they're tied their identity to their performance. And yeah. they're, yeah. not always, they're not always the same thing. Uh, exactly. you know, I, I, right. I could not write a, an English paper like any of you could. Um, I don't think I'm not valuable, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. And everyone has their own English. skills, too. Exactly. 
exactly. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a path and everybody has a set of skills. And so as a result, because player A only plays four minutes a game because he's not as good as player B, that doesn't mean he's not valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that kind of applies to yeah, both worlds, teaching and, uh, and basketball. Sure does. Sure the, does. It's the same thing. Yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Business yeah. management, um, everything. Mm-hmm. But um, let's see here. What else did I want to ask? I got a couple more things. Oh, um, just really curious as a coach, um, when you see incidents like, if you remember the Jimmy Butler on the Minnesota team and he beat the starters with the three, uh, third stringers, what's your, your opinion on something like that? He did what now? Uh, he was playing with the third stringers right. against like um, the starters, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins in the in a scrimmage thing, and um, he was it, he kind of blew up at the end of practice. That's when he was trying to get out of Minnesota. And, uh, uh, you don't know all these things like exactly the. There is a backstory, right, in all those things, and and we never know it. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, the NBA is is not necessarily the best uh, measuring stick for things like that. I mean, it's it's a different it's a different animal, and and there are people, you know, it, it's about money, it's about wins and losses, and uh, it's about contracts and agents and uh, endorsement money and all that. So. Uh, yeah, they, they're never pot. You know, it all depends. Sometimes if you're a player and you want to play with a second string or what have you to, to maybe motivate everybody, that, that would be positive. But if you're doing it again to, to, to separate and, and to pit people against other people, then I'm not so sure that's a good idea. You never had any I don't, similar situation while you were coaching? No, we wouldn't let any of that stuff happen. That that would not happen. That kid or kids wouldn't belong on the team. And that's why it's a lot easier <laughs> coaching high school than it's in, – in some ways it's more difficult. But, you know, in, in the NBA, it's, it's a different – it's it's about wins and losses and points. and yeah, mm-hmm. I, Much more numbers. It's, yeah, it is. I mean, you still have to coach, and you see some great coaches like Popovich and Pat Riley and Jackson and all that. They, but you see how they handle that stuff, right? They, it's it's that that's what they are. Those guys are great people, uh, uh, skills, you know, uh, coaches. They they can handle that stuff, and uh, because it's that happens there all the time. So you know. Uh, handling those multi-millionaire players. <laughs> you have to be very good at what you do, yes. If you had the chance, would you have wanted to coach in the NBA? Oh, well, who wouldn't have? I mean, it's the highest, <laughs> level, of, uh, it's the highest level of basketball. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, arena. It's a great platform. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's like uh, if I, were, I, I would also like to be the uh, Albert Einstein, you know, but, uh, 
Uh, yeah, so you're happy okay. where you're at. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, last thing I've got is just curious, how was the cultural change in terms of coaching from Greece to college to high school? Because obviously there's a lot of different, like you said, Greece has a more, I guess, community-centric right. uh, culture. It's, it's, some of it is the location. I think the years are the most, the things have changed so much over the years. Uh, and I think uh, our ability, our, uh, the instantaneous dissemination of, of information is, is right now, yeah, I, you do something, and in five seconds, the entire world can know it. Or, or no, maybe not the entire world, but the entire world that has internet access, right? Yeah. It is interesting. And, and I think that has changed some things for the better, uh, has changed some things for, for the worse. Uh, you know, we, for, for me, is in some of the, the relationships I've built over the years um, are the most important thing. Uh, you, you, you win some, you lose some, and you have some moments of success and some, some great memories. But the people you meet along the way are, are the most important things. And, and if, if you're always antagonizing and if it's always... Uh, under a negative kind of lens, you, you don't build those relationships. And, and we all had our ups and downs, and we all had uh, people that we made mad or people that made us mad and so on. But um, I, I think that has kind of uh, all this access that we have now to stats. And, you know, like we, when I was playing, nobody would know what happened in practice. And if even people knew... It would be the people I had access to and the people, let's say, the other person I had access to. Now, somebody posts it on the Internet and the world knows. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had no way. Who, who would I would impact? I could yeah. only impact the 10, 20 people I was coming in contact with. And the teammate, let's say, that I had a problem with, the 10, 20 people he would come in contact with and or the coach. And, so it would stay in a in a much contained area, and it was easier to deal with. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a good way. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Uh, unless you have anything else, Noah. Um, no, I I think we covered most of it. All right, and then uh, Mr. Yeah. A, if you want to talk about your charity real quick, if we can have anybody on here donate to that, that'd be great. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Open Hearts, Big Dreams. Um, it's really primarily, I'm just helping my wife, who's uh, uh, had the idea. I supported her along the way, but she's doing, she's carrying uh, the load. And it's, uh, uh, we are uh, 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 enabled uh, literacy in Ethiopia. Uh, we're involved in, in a variety of projects from technology to libraries. Uh, we're publishing books. Uh, we're at 95 uh different um, children's titles uh, that they get uh, translated from English into two Ethiopian dialects uh, and then they distribute it in Ethiopia and uh, uh, any people if people want to
information. I know we, we run a lot of time here. Uh, they can go to Open Hearts Big Dreams. All you need to do is just Google Open Hearts Big Dreams, and there, it, 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 any piece of information you want, you will find it. And there's also there uh, links and opportunity if, if somebody's interested in, in donating some money uh, to do so. Yeah, so um, be sure to go check that out, openheartsbigdreams.org, um, and uh, you can read the story. They're doing lots of great things, and I think that's everything for uh, this interview. So um, thank you for your time. Yeah. and uh, It's been great having you on. It's been nice uh, catching up a little bit, too. Absolutely. Up, it's, it's, great. it's great talking yeah, to you well guys. Then. I have the, the best of memories from, from our time together, and uh, wishing you the best, and, and hopefully we'll – be able to to keep in some some type of contact yeah yeah that'd be great the best to you guys thank you very much oh, thank you you too all righty buddy i uh, hope you enjoyed the interview um welcome back we got grant harris here for the game show now uh he knows the stakes sure. are high couldn't be higher oh absolutely um, just to make sh- everything clear to you, because um, our last guest got a little confused, we're gotcha. telling you eight questions. First six are multiple choice. The seventh yep. is worth four points, and mm-hmm. it's not multiple choice. Mm-hmm. And the eighth is a double or nothing. That gotcha. means that if you win, it's double, and if you don't, it's nothing. Like, you get zero okay. points. Yeah. Gotcha. Follows that. Um, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for this. So, by the way, so if you get eight points, you get merch that is designed by Mr. Noah Wrighton. And All if right. you um, set the leaderboard record, which is currently, I think, 17 and a half points, you uh, win the grand prize of the season. All right. Which is to be determined. Um, who got the, who got the, who's on the leaderboard right now? Right now at the top is uh, our guy Sakali Vidal, the um, biomedical engineer. Mm. All right, so that's some tough competition, huh? Yeah, we got that followed up by uh, Christian McFarland, um, who has an asterisk next to his name. So if you tie that, you pass that. Okay. And um, down at the very bottom, we have our guy Isaiah right here, who's on, who's on the show. <laughs> oh, right man. Now. So All right. as long as you pass All this right. guy. You're good in my book. Okay. All right, Isaiah, hit him with the first question. All right. So we're starting off with your favorite sport, baseball. Yes, sir. So for question one, who is the big prospect the Mariners got in the Eddie D. Cano trade? Cano. Was it A, Jared Kelenic, B, Julio Rodriguez, C, uh, Nolovi Marti, or D, Johnny Travolta? Um, I'm pretty sure it was, wait, who was the second one? Was uh, Julio Rodriguez? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him. Was it? All right, is that your final answer, B? Yeah. Incorrect. It was actually God, A, Jared Kelly. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, we're on a hot start. Here we go. Bro, we're trying to get you with Johnny Travolta, but it didn't work out. We're on a hot start here. It's okay. It's okay. Our record holder missed his first question, too, so... All right, here we go. Question number two. Ken Griffey Jr. was the rookie for the Mariners in what year? 1989, 1990, 91, or 92? Um, I'm pretty sure it was 91. 
Final answer? Yeah. <sighs> Another hot start. Here we go. 0 for 2. <laughs> 0 for 2. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Isaiah, hit him. No slowing down. Uh, the correct answer is A, 1989. <laughs> I already told him that, man. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, man, we got it. We got it. We got it. I got it, Isaiah. Yeah, you're rubbing it in, question, man. Boss. <laughs> All right, who's the former UW Husky baseball player currently in the MLB team? So this is means they're on the, on the pro team, right? Not the minor leagues. Okay. Is it A, Jake Lamb, B, Tim Linscombe, C, Braden Bishop, or D, Jim Carrey? Um, uh, I believe it is Tim Lincecum. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me Fuck. check this. No. <laughs> Final answer. Final answer? Yeah. Um, he played for UW, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did play for UW. Did you guys say current? Is he retired? We said current. Mm-hmm. Oh, it might be Jake Land then. No, I already said final. I already said You're final answer for in. Tim Lincecum. I already said final answer for Tim Lincecum. Dang, so. man. Yeah, it is Jake Lamb. That's whatever. It's okay. It's okay. Timmy uh, start. retired in 2016. Hey, you're just going to pull a Patriots Falcons, man. Hey, don't worry about it. Believe it. We got trust this. the process. We got this. Let's go. Question four. Question four, Isaiah. All right. So this is football now. And then, all and right. I heard you're going to Wazoo, so these should all apply to you as well. You got to get that fanboy trivia up for this. Oh god. Here we go. <laughs> yes, when was sir. The last year the Cougars won the Apple Cup. Was it A, 2010, B, 2012, C, 2013, or D, 2014? Um, I'm gonna have to go with D, 2014. Is that final, final answer? answer? You know it. <laughs> Dang it! I hate I hate every time you say that because it's so it's so disappointing when you go. Is, is that really your? It's kind of like is that really your final answer? Gosh, yes, dang it! It's my final answer. It's um 2012, man. They have lost eight years in a row, or seven. Those those poor guys. Yeah. Go Cougs, though. Go Cougs, man. <laughs> I really hope no one who looks up to me is 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 listening in on this, <laughs> or supports me. I'm letting you all down. It's all right. It's Here okay. we go. Because you still got two more questions left, the four point and the double or nothing. Oh, so no multiple choice even. Okay, here we go. No, 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 no. These last two, these, you got two more multiple choice, man. What, oh, I'm saying, oh, oh, yeah. what I'm saying is, as long as you beat zero, you're not disappointing anybody. Okay. We'll see. Last year, Cougars had a losing record. Other than last year, um, when was the last time they had a losing record? Other than last year, when was the last time they had it? Okay. And um, your years are between 2013 and 2016. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, you said 2013 to 2016? Yeah, so 14, 15, okay. 16. Yeah. All right. I'm pretty sure it was 13. 
Final answer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate to break it to you, but it is B, 2014. Ah, classic. Hate to do this like you, this to you, man. Um, uh, no worries. No worries, because we got the easy one for you coming up right here. Don't say that. You embarrass me. That's it. Uh, hit me with it. All right. So, how many times has W or Washington State University been in the Rose Bowl? Is it A, two times, B, three times, C, four times, or D, five times? Uh, let's go with um, two times. Final say answer. It. Somebody's somebody. Yep. Yeah. Someone's saying. Someone's saying. Don't make me wait in this. Grant, man, you finally got one wrong again. No. Yeah. Uh, the correct answer is so. C four times. Yeah, like I was surprised by that too, man. Yeah. It's okay. Show's rigged. It's okay. It's okay because you got your four point question coming up, and you know what comes with the four point question. Yes. A hint. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. So, first, we'll tell you your question here. It's about basketball. Okay. And we're sticking with the Cougars theme because it's working out. It's really working out, huh? Yep. In 27, 2007, Wazoo beat Gonzaga. And what were they ranked when they beat Gonzaga? Gonzaga was ranked number 17, and the score was 51 to 49. All right. And, uh, <laughs> let me get a hint. I'm gonna need that hint. Uh, was can... that the hint? <laughs> no, no, no. You can ask us. Do you want to ask a specific question, or you just want us to tell you what we got? Oh, okay. Hold on. So you're asking what rank was Gonzaga when they? No, what rank was Wazoo? Beat... Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. What yeah. rank was Wazoo when they beat number? Okay. I got. Uh, a question. Were they ranked at all? Yeah, they were ranked definitely at highest. I'll tell all you. Right. All right. They <laughs> were ranked higher than Gonzaga at No way. In the really? single digits. In the single digits. Oh shoot. Okay. I'm I'm trying to help you. You said out this here, was two thousand seven. Yeah. I think Clay was on that team probably, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. They were ranked ninth. Final answer? Yeah. Um, you know uh, our guy Takashi six nine. Yeah. Yeah, he has two numbers in his name. It was the other number, huh? It was. It was. Yeah, All right. Flip nine upside down. Yeah. See, I wasn't half wrong. It was like. So we'll give I was you only points. half wrong. We we'll give you two points. Yeah, that sounds fair. <laughs> sounds fair to me too. That um, sounds real fair. Because we can't have you come into the double or nothing. With zero. With zero points. Double. Yeah, I'm going to take the double or nothing. <laughs> you know what? Why not? Because um, I learned in, like, uh, math class Yeah. that um, double of zero is infinity. You heard that in math class? Yeah. Wow. Well, what kind of drugs were you guys taking in that math class? Um, some serious stuff. We, 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 can't, we can't discuss that on this podcast. Oh, you gotta keep it. Busy. Yeah, you tell me later. Yeah, but um, for sure, 
I'm just saying I still believe it, so. Okay, so I think double you were, zero. You were planning this out. Yeah, because yeah. double zero is infinity. Exactly, man. And then no one would be able to be me. Yeah, unless they did the same thing as you. Like, now the strategy's exposed. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, Isaiah, you want to read it to him? It's a task question. Yeah, so we're changing it up on you. I don't think you're going to like this change. So, uh, for the double or nothing question, who is the number nine ranked tennis player in the world? Currently. Yeah, and you have three guesses and three hints. Three guesses and three hints? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Well, I got, okay, I kind of, I kind of know a little bit about some tennis here. Okay, I'm going to say three guesses. Um, I don't, I don't want any hints oh. at all. Okay. I don't oh, want man, any hints. Big. This guy's confident. He wrapped actually, all that actually, confidence Actually, up, you man. know what? Scratch that. <laughs> yeah, um, can I can I know the country this player is from? Or is oh, that too much? That's that's uh, no, nah, it's your hints, man. You, that's a smart guess. Really? As long as it's yeah. not asking what his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Country. You know, this is the first hint that someone's asked that actually is like Relevant. not that makes sense. Yeah. Like. See, smart. I'm good for something, right? You don't have to yeah. cut the whole game show now. <laughs> Well, I mean, we we're going to hype this up as the first contestant to miss every question, but... Oh, really? Oh, I <laughs> yeah, got you guys. I lost all I my points guys. from Double or Nothing. I got you guys. Don't even worry about it. No, no, no. I like the Infinity story, too, though. Like, I, I got videos planned out for each of these, so whatever goes, whatever goes. Okay, We're okay. making an epic hype video, man. Um, so, he is from France. France, you say? Oh, you know what's funny? Never mind. Okay, my first number one guess is going to be Gail Monfi. Final answer? Yeah, for number one. I get three guesses, right? Yeah. All right, we're not going to tell you if that's yes. right or not. Guess two more questions. Wait. Okay. <laughs> three guesses. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So number one is Monfi, right? Sure. France. Number two. I'm not telling you if that's wrong or right. Um, I'm just saying yeah, that if fair. you went with Roger and uh, Rafa, you might get the right answer. Well, neither of them from France. <laughs> Unless you're lying about the hint. Well, that, could be, <laughs> that, would, that would be a curveball. No, that, that would, would be. be. Uh, you know, now i got to take that into effect. I need to take that into effect now. Um, they're lying. All they do is lie on their podcast to all their listeners. I can quote you can quote me on that. Okay, that'll be your clip. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Alright, we're running out of time, so um yeah, we're just gonna give it to you, man. You were right. It's Gail. Yeah, you got it right. I know it. I know you guys are tripping. That was fucking beautiful. You said that I had to be quiet because Connor was like right when I was about to say you got it. He's like, I want you to have two more <laughs> Let's guesses. go. I know uh, uh, that was easy. Who else is in the? Who else is like from France? France. Tennis I don't player. know. Uh, Joe Wilfred. What's Sonia? his name? Nah. Yeah. See. Oh, Isn't he is. 
You were right. You know me. Why don't you do heck? all tennis questions? Why don't you do all tennis questions? Come on. We were going uh, to you, you baseball player. <laughs> I haven't even crazy. gone to WSU yet. Come on. I, I've been a Husky <laughs> fan my whole life. I still got the Husky question wrong, though. So Yeah, we threw that in. Don't quote me on that. Cut that part out of the, out good, of the podcast. Good, good. <laughs> um, so... Grant Harris with a total of infinity. You're going at the bottom of the leaderboards, but you're going to have an infinity. So that sounds good to me. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's a pretty big W. Um, yes, sir. That's a W for me. And shout uh, out to that um, biomechanic. What, what was the engineer at the top? Yeah, yeah. It's a call. He's got nothing on me. <laughs> Facts, man. Um, he missed one question. Like, come on. Gosh, come on. what the heck? Oh my gosh. Uh, real quick, because you're at Infinity, you get the special um, discount on the uh, merch once it drops oh, later this yes, week. Sir. You get a pay Infinity. Um, okay. Yeah, no one else gets to do that. Wow, this is amazing. I know. We're, we're changing lives out here. Like, Oprah, come on. You what, you got, what you got on us? Um, nothing. So we're going to wrap up this episode, right? This is the outro sequence. Um... Isaiah, you got anything to say? Uh, I just want to thank you, Grant, for coming up on the show. It's been a great time, and uh, I'm sorry that you missed so many questions. Uh, Yeah, no problem, man. Anytime you need someone to, uh, anytime you need someone to come on and miss some questions. Oh, drop the score right now. Of, um, uh, of what you got with Connor, so that that'll be oh, the question oh. for our we listeners. Can't cut, we're, not, we're not done yet, man. We'll put it on. That'll hold be the up. question for the listeners. When we're going out, when we're going out the outro, I want to say two quick things here. Um, All right. One is okay. that stay tuned. Episode seven is out now because you're listening to it. But um, episode eight, we got a real one with uh, Cassie Woods. It's gonna be some serious convo about the Pac-12 Unity Movement, and um, it's gonna be great. Dropping later this week or next week on Monday. Um, this is second half of season one, right? So let's get this rolling. We got Dave Sims coming on eventually. Um, a bunch Ooh. of other dudes we're in contact with, hoping to get on, and that's going to be hype. So just keep listening, uh, like, follow, subscribe on Insta, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter. Our Facebook kind of sucks because I don't know how to use Facebook, but everything else. <laughs> um, with that said, G Man, uh. You can yes, say sir. your message to Seattle sports fans, and then you can drop All that right. score. Seattle sports fans, um, if you're listening now, listen to me. Um, I beat Connor at tennis, uh, <laughs> six zero six zero. No, no, no. I got it one. Was... I got one. I got one. No, stop. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I did. Bro. <laughs> uh, I don't get donated, man. Not by. No oh way. shoot. Well, I've been telling everybody it's been six zero six zero. I'm sorry about that. I lied to everybody. You're okay. using that infinity. I was going to do something cool for you. but Yeah, okay. You know what? Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone listening. Um, thanks for all the support. It's been, it's been great. But, uh, yeah, I destroyed him. There was no <laughs> chance. It wasn't even close. What, what, what we're yeah. saying here, though, man, is that round two hasn't happened yet. Oh, you're right. You know what? I haven't picked up a tennis racket in about... 10 months now and so, um i got like a tendonitis so we're even oh that makes yeah that's definitely cancels out so yeah perfect <laughs> round so, two coming up Stay round tuned. two we're gonna post that on the channel we're gonna professionally produce it and stuff 
And um, that sounds perfect. Oh, we got uh some some dude told me some guy named uh what's his name? Hold up, hold up, we're pulling it up. Casey Andre. This dude makes some fire beats. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um, Mr. G-Man's cousin. So uh, we'll have him do the soundtrack, maybe, maybe. And no way. We'll have uh, we'll have Grant losing six oh six oh, and um, it's gonna be hype. We'll broadcast it. We'll advertise it all over Insta, Spotify. Good stuff. Yeah. Hopefully Connor doesn't embarrass himself. <laughs> that's it. I would hate to do that to him. Yeah. Good luck. I would edit it out this court. Yeah, edit out the score for sure. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's a wrap. Alright. That's a wrap. This is the Sports Needle. Let's go, please.